Well, we're excited to be here. I'm Richard Sharp. I'm originally from London, England. This is my honey bunny, Rachel. Uh, I met Rachel on our mission ship, uh, the first Logos, also the love boat. I met her in Singapore 38 years ago, chased her halfway around the world. We fell in love in uh, Spain. And um, amazing time. She couldn't jump overboard. <laughs> and then we got engaged in Denmark and then uh, married in Colorado. We've actually just been in, uh, in Colorado with uh, some of her family. But um, exciting to be with you. And I serve with Operation Mobilization. It also means OM, uh, which can also mean on medication. Um, Earlier this year, I was in the Netherlands, and of course it was translated, and I was doing a session, and I mentioned that. This means on medication, so they translated that. And I said, I've been on medication over 40 years, so if I'm a little jerky or twerky, you know, that's the medication. And a brother came up to me after the meeting. He says, oh, brother, I want to pray for you. This is not good. You've been on medication for over 40 years. And, uh, you know, I started to explain to him, you know, it's a joke. And uh, then I thought, oh, forget it. Just keep praying for me. So um, maybe still press away. Pray for me. I'm on medication. But, um, but exciting to be with you. There's one place in the Gospels where Jesus tells three stories. It's the only place, three stories that all make the same point. Help me out. Tell me where that place is or those three stories. What are those three stories? One place, only place, in all of the Gospels recorded where Jesus tells three stories to make the same point. Tell me those three stories. Say them again. The lamb, the coins, and the sheep. It's the only place. Oh, where he talks about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son in Luke 15. Now, why, only place recorded, why does Jesus tell three stories to make the same point? Why? Talk to me. To get his point across. By the way, we're based in Atlanta. I go to a black church, 98% African-American. It's a story how we got there. I, crazy story. But they talk to you when you preach, whether you like it or not. If it's going good, they say, all right, Jesus. Say, all right, Jesus. All right, Jesus. If it's going not so good, they say, help him, Jesus. Help him, Jesus. If it's going bad, they say, take him, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Him, if it's going really bad, they say, take me, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, you know, little response. So what, what did you say? Why? To make his point. You know, with your kids, you have to say it more than once, right? I had two sons growing up. They were angels when they were asleep, expensive when they were awake. But you know, you often had to say it more than once. And it's the one place where Jesus tells these three stories to make this one point, to get this across. And um, hey, where, have I got my six helpers? We're going to recruit them right now. Yeah. Do you want to take that seat? 
I need you just to sit and hold the, just put the card on your lap. Who else is helping me? Should we recruit these two? All expenses prayed. And uh, take a seat. Just keep it, keep the card closed. And I'll tell you when to stand up. So we got five. We need one more. One more volunteer. Who's going to help me? With, you, sir, you look good. You're, you're looking relaxed sitting back. Is, is he a good choice or not? Some are not sure, but... Um, okay, sit there, and I'll tell you when to, to stand up. But in this story, what do we hear? This shepherd has a hundred sheep, and he loses one. This probably a widow, a woman, probably a widow. Ten coins. This was all her income, fixed income. And loses one, ten percent. Then a father who has two sons and loses one. And each of the stories, what was lost, stand up. You sit up. You sit. I'll tell you when. Was of great value. Say that. Say it again. And it's interesting, Jesus goes from a shepherd with a hundred sheep to a woman with ten coins and a father with two sons. Do you see that? Loses one sheep, loses one coin, loses one son. Great value. And folks, everyone we meet is of great value. There's no trash in this world. There's no culture, no country we oh, forget about them. They're second class. Nobody written off. Everybody is a VIP. God rolled out a red carpet for everybody. And it's interesting, tonight when you come to the workshop, did I say when or if? Did I say when? When you come to the workshop, Essentially, I'm going to give you a wristband. And the first picture we share, I did a little training yesterday with a church group, and we took them out sharing Jesus. They'd never done this before. <laughs> they were, oh. My slogan for my teams, I'm scared, you're scared, let's go be scared together. You like that? Well, they were scared yesterday morning. So was I. But we went out, pointed, first picture is a dime. Honey, stand up with that little picture. And, um, and wherever I go in the world, I remember in a village in India, went into a village and um, right out in Orissa, tough area in the villages. And we'd hold these, have kids hold up these four flashcards of four pictures on my wristband. And the first one I said, this was a poor village. You're of great value. You're of great value. And everyone we meet is of great value. That sheep was of great value. That one loss, that coin was, that was of great value. That son was of great value. And it means when something is lost, what happens when that sheep is lost, that coin is lost, that son is lost? What happens? Everything stops. That shepherd leaves the 99, he goes after the one. That woman, when she can't find that, she leaves the 
Nine, she goes after the one. That father, you get that sense in the story, don't you? Of the father, everything stopped. Now every day you get this sense. He's looking out for his son. And it's like everything stops. Nothing else matters. You talk to that father and say, how's your day going? What did you have for breakfast? Or what are you going to do in your free time today? How, how's, how's the work going? And he's, he'll say, what, what, what? Because there's only one thing on his heart. is his son. And everything stops for the search. And beloved, next to evangelism and mission in the church, it's like everything else doesn't matter. You like that? No, you don't. You like the rest of the stuff. Do you get that? It's like in a church. Nothing else matters more than those who are not here. Somebody said the church is the only organization that exists for non-members. The only organization. The golf club, if you go there and say, hey, I hate golf. Can I join? <sighs> no. They've, you've got to be a golfer. Or go to the gym, wherever. But the church is the only organization that exists for non-members. So this church is primarily here, not for you. How do you like that? And everything stops for the search. Hey, what did you say? And when that sheep was found, when that coin was found, when that son was found, what happened? There was much joy. And that shepherd gathered, oh, my sheep is found. Threw a party, that woman, the coin, I found it, throws a party. That son, let's kill the fatted calf, let's celebrate. Because the son that was lost is found. His dead was al is alive. And there's great joy. How's your joy level? You know what the greatest joy in life is? Seeing somebody come to Jesus. Do you know that? I'll never forget one time... You call, I have to use your English, pumping gas. We wouldn't say that in England. We'd say getting petrol. And I heard this screech ah! behind me. And I turned around, and it was my sweet, gentle, calm, Presbyterian pastor's daughter screeching behind me. And she said, honey, honey, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've lost a stone in the ring. And, uh, and this ring that I'd give all the money I had in Norway to, for the money and then bought it in Denmark. And, she, and we start, 
look, where, where is it? Where, where is it? And we couldn't find it at this petrol station, gas station. And we said, oh, where have we just been? Oh, there was a small shop we'd just been to, Walmart. And we walked into Walmart and uh, we're, we're looking for the, you know, people help, help, help us. We're trying to find this stone. We couldn't find it. So we said, where were, oh yeah, we were at Home Depot, another small store. And uh, we, we, went, we went there. Oh, and then before that, we were at the gym. We went back to the gym. And everything stopped for the search. And where was this little thing? We couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And that was a ring I'd prayed for when I was in Norway with our ship. Went to a church, preached there, came back. I was praying for a ring. I had no money. And I emptied the pockets of my jacket and I found a piece of paper. I held it up and it was green in color. I'm looking at it. It had hundreds in the corner. I said, what's this? And my honey said, that's a $100 US bill. And somebody had put it in my pocket. I've had people take things out of my pocket, but not into my pocket. And somebody slipped it in there. And then I told the folks in the church, anybody wants to come to the ship, I'll show you around the ship in the afternoon. A couple came, showed them around, said goodbye. And I heard this from the guy at the gangway. They got in their car to drive off. And um, they suddenly thought, I wonder if Richard has a need. And they got out of their car, gave a $50 bill to the guy at the gangway. And, uh, and I went with a $100 bill and the $50 bill to our director. I said, I've been praying for a ring. And we went out in Den Denmark and bought a ring. So this, this stone, was couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And I remember it was just that sense of, you know, we can go, let's go to Walmart and get another one. And a couple of weeks later, you're vacuuming upstairs in the bedroom and vacuums an area, then goes away, and for some reason goes back and vacuums, doesn't know why, vacuums it, sees something sparkle, it gets sucked up. Takes the bag, rips it open, all the stuff is going all over the place. Does it matter? Does it matter? Does it matter if there's a bit of mess in the church? Does it matter? And finds, <laughs> and there was great joy. Two summer cigars in, in um, Spain and uh, Barcelona and did a training and outreach with 150 people. Did the training. We went out sharing Jesus. After a few minutes, a, a little Italian, little sweet little girl comes running up to me. Ricardo, Ricardo, she says, uh, I just met a man. He just came out of prison today after 11 and a half years. And I shared with him this message with the wristband, gave him my wristband. He said, you're the first person I'm meeting. This is the first gift. Gave his heart to Jesus. She was so excited, so excited. And then that evening, we, we, we um, were in a beautiful park. It was a beautiful day. And uh, the mayor had given us permission, which was quite a big thing in Spain. And uh, we had a platform and uh, we had... We were a whole bunch of nationalities. We did music. I didn't do it. The drama, music, all kinds of dances um, on that stage. We, we had about 300 chairs set out. People were sitting there. People coming into the park were just gathering. And then I got up to share. And it, and it was interesting. The Lord gave me a nudge. 
I'd never done this before, and I just had a nudge. Let me give everybody a wristband with these four pictures on. So I said, I want to give you a gift. Would you like a gift? They all said yes. That's common in every culture. And uh, gave them all a wristband. And I said, can I tell you what these four pictures mean? And I, I had four people. We did the four flashcards. And then I said, folks, who wants to respond? Who wants to take God's hand of friendship? Who wants to go God's way, not their way? And about 25, 30 people stood, which was quite something in a public setting like that. And then I, and then I saw something happen. I, I, you know, I've been over 40 years of my mission, 100 nations around the world. Do you like the jacket? And um, I saw something happen. I, I don't think I'd ever quite seen this in a meeting before. But dancing started to break out over here. It began with the children. And I remember there was a group of children. Then this old grandma comes up and says, I want to join. I want to join. She joins. The, then it starts breaking out over here and over here and over here. And I stood there and I thought, oh, we are, we are participating in the dance of heaven, the party of heaven. We're joining because heaven rejoices over how many? Repent. One. Are you kidding? Why one? Wouldn't you collect them up over a month and then have one party or something? Or a year? Over one. Why one? Why one? Why just one? Because that one is of great value. <laughs> that one is of great value. And, there's great, and I saw it happen out there. And in fact, the newspapers picked up on it. Because they saw... You know, religion and church and everything is boring, dull, irrelevant, dead, history, toast. Do you say that expression toast? Something's. And they, they, they wrote headlines about this, this party, this joy breaking out. How's your joy level? And the joy level of a church. And this, stand up you three. <laughs> this is the heart of the Father. This is the heart of the Father. Is that your heart? Is that my heart? Is it? Or is this Mission Sunday well? Guess we got this today. Skip the booths. Get some coffee. At workshop tonight. I'm sure there's a good game on. Because if you're thinking like that and talking like that, it's not this. You'll actually find we're like this. Because when the older brother hears the, new, he hears the music, doesn't he? The dancing, 
calls out one of the servants. Hey, what's going on? This had just happened. This wasn't planned <laughs> weeks in advance. What's going on? And the servant says, your brother's come home. Come in, come in, join the party. Would he come? Why? Why wouldn't he come? Because this brother was of no value. <laughs> Good riddance. He can go to hell. Hope he's dead. Am I right? And that brother of his was of no value. In fact, the father has to come out to him and tell him, your, son, your brother's come home. And the brother says, that son of yours, he didn't say my brother, that son of yours, <laughs> you do all this for him, what about me? I've been the faithful one in the family all this time. And this, this brother was of no value. And when that brother was lost, what happened? Nothing stopped. Everything went on as normal. He went out to work, did his work in the fields, did his job, came home, had his meal, went to bed. He'd see his father going out, looking out on the hillside and say, what the father, what are you doing? You look stupid. What are the people talking about you? Forget him, he's dead, he's finished. You'll never see him again. And he just went, nothing stopped. And so many churches I go to, folks, it's like everything's going on in the church and nothing stops for the lost, really. In our own lives, we do our day-to-day -day lives, go out to work, go home, eat, go to bed, get up the next day. And nothing stops really. Everything's the same. And when he hears the music and there's a party, this, this brother of yours has been found. <laughs> Is he a happy camper? no joy. It's no joy. Maybe in the church somebody gets saved. Oh, it's nice. What's for lunch? And this is the brother's heart. This is the father's heart. Which heart is the best picture of you this morning? I'm staying with Don, Bonnie, they, Don said, don't forget to tell about the faith promise. 
If you got this heart, faith promise is not a question. If you got this heart, you're gonna have to drag it out of here. You know. Where's that envelope? Because Jesus said, where your heart is, that's where your that's where your treasure is. And so if we have this heart, faith promise is no issue. It's not how little I can give, oh, that's this. It's how much can I give? How can I step out in faith this year? I'll never forget going to a church, sharing a message. It was a big church. But maybe it was, I don't know, 20, 25,000 faith promise. Then later I heard it had jumped to 200,000 after that Sunday. And something happened. And they'd had 20 people go out in mission trips up to that point. The next year it was over 200. Something happened. Something happened. here because out of the heart flow the issues of life so which is a picture of your heart this morning Which picture you want to be your heart? And if you want this to be your heart today, do something amazing with that faith promise. Why not double what you thought you were going to give? Why not come to the workshop tonight? Bring the kids. Actually, to be honest, I prefer the kids to you. I can say that because I'm just visiting. Leaving tomorrow, maybe earlier. You know, the first time I did my little workshop seven years ago when God gave me this idea was with my four neighbor kids. Three girls, one boy, six to 12 year olds. Got in the backyard and uh, said, hey, I want to share this with you. See what you think. Well, a week or so, three girls, one boy. A week or so later, Logan comes skipping up my, uh, we're neighbors, we're uncle and I, says, uh, Uncle Richard, Uncle Richard. Hey, I got to tell you what happened tonight. <clears throat> he said, I was in the baseball dugout. Somebody, my friend saw my wristband and said, hey, what's that? I got to share with him and pray with him. He was great joy. So excited. And you know why I love the kids? Because they, they, they want to get something and learn something. And they don't have to get it perfect before they do it. 
You know, we get, ooh. Would you come tonight? The average believer in America shares their faith once every 28. What's the next word? Days? If it was days, Jesus might have already come back. How can I say that? How can I say Jesus might have already come back if it was days? Sorry? When this gospel is preached to the whole world, then the end will come. Can you imagine we can actually change the timetable of heaven, the second coming? We can bring it forward. Isn't that amazing? But it isn't days. The average believer in America comes to church on Sunday, sing the hymns, the praise songs, hear the message, that was good, go for lunch, get on with their lives. But this is it. And they'll share their faith once or twice in their whole adult lifetime. Is that you? And if you want this to be your heart, I want to invite you to come forward. Stand over here. In fact, maybe you folks, could you stand up on the stage? Is that... Come back up a little here. You can come up as well. Maybe we can take these chairs to the side. Can somebody help me grab these chairs? Sorry to move the furniture. But if you say, I want this to be my heart. I want to do something amazing with my faith promise. I want to come to that workshop tonight. And you know what's going to happen? You're going to share Jesus with somebody in the next 28 hours. Imagine that. Imagine that. In fact, before you go to bed, you may well find you've shared Jesus with somebody. Imagine that. If this is your heart. If this is your heart, you'll stay a 1 in 28 year person. Would you come? Anyone, come. You want this to be your heart.
You know, I walked into this church this morning. Into the foyer, I went, wow, have I come to the same church? It was all, whoa, whoa, this all looks so cool. Great coffee, eclairs, whoa. But to come to a church and sense this is their heart. This is their heart. And that everyone they meet, whether connected across the street or across the world, you get a sense everyone's of great value. And it's like everything stops. All the other programs are secondary to reaching the lost. That's where most of the time goes. That's where most of the prayers goes. That's where most of the budget goes. Because that's the heart. And wow. And every week there are wow moments. Wow means work of wonder. When they hear of somebody overseas or right in the community that's come to Jesus. There's a church that lights a candle. You come in every time somebody's come to Jesus. And if they walk in and there's not a lit candle, they're totally surprised. Why is it not lit? They're totally surprised. And often this is my heart. Am I done with my time? You know why? Can I be gut honest? The two reasons that stop me from sharing Jesus as much as I should is one, I care more about me than I do about them. The second reason, I care more what they think about me than they think about my Lord. Anybody? He cared much more about himself than he did about his brother. Anyone else? Would you come? Lord, my heart is often so much the older brother. But I want my heart. I want our hearts, the heart of this church, to be the heart of the Father for the lost across the seas and around the corner. People near and dear to us and people we'll never meet but would love to meet them in heaven. Change our hearts, Lord. Make our hearts like yours.
in the name of the one you sent. Because we're all VIPs to you. And you rolled out a red carpet for us. In his name. Amen. 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 I want to thank you, Richard. Thanks for those that, you know, just really, is resp we respond to this and say, you know, I hope it's something that not only that we have an emotional response, but it's a commitment to say, God, use me. And I want to tell you, when we talk about reaching our community, it's going to be reached by each one of us, you know, saying, God, use me. And if I go out and if I'm willing to share my faith, not just once every 28 years, but to pray for those opportunities and then to take them when God brings them. You know, what God's going to do is God's going to use me sooner or later to help lead someone to faith. And, and that person will bring other people. And, and it's not only the difference, you know, when, it's so exciting when you hear these testimonies, baptisms, and, and you hear the story of how God is changing lives. We have a chance to be part of that. And we do it not only because of the call and the obligation, but because the great joy of the Father in that Anybody who shares a faith and we've had a chance to be a part of that, you understand there's great joy in being a part of what God is doing. Great joy in being part of his mission. Thanks for joining us. If you have any questions about what we talked about, Jesus Christ, our church, or anything else, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or by email. We'd love to hear from you.